the way you're approaching it is really inspiring and maybe useful for others to take note of in the sense that you're saying you're trying to just not read into it too much and just going with your inspiration and trusting your instinct. And the fact that you've been doing that for two years, I think is really, really something because it's so easy to do it maybe for the first few months, then you start over, you know, really reading into your work and worrying Mm. about the commercials of it. And, and that might actually undermine your process. Yeah, as soon as you start thinking, like, oh, I can make some money out of this, and then you start, I think that's, that's yeah, you can, you can really undo yourself very quickly. Yeah. I think you've got to just, it's, it's like if you want to kind of jump on a bandwagon and do a certain art that you know will sell, um, I think you'll give up on that quite quickly because it's not natural you gravitate to. So um, I'm being very lucky that people really like my work and um, I can't, you know, that's, that's amazing. And uh, just, yeah, like I say, don't think, just paint. And, and it's all a learning process anyways. You know, we're trying to do everything myself. I'm painting them here, I'm framing them here, and then I'm posting in the morning before work, I'm going to post the painting up. And then I've got to get it to the post office at lunchtime if I've got time to do that. And, um, yeah, your time kind of slips away. But a friend of mine said, if, you're, if your problem is you're finding time to package paintings you've sold, then that's a pretty good problem to that's have. That's a great problem. Yeah, that's a <laughs> very... Down customers. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. exactly. <laughs> exactly. The Creative Jungle Podcast is all about speaking to and learning from inspiring entrepreneurs, creatives, and well-being experts. You'll hear about their non-conventional lives and journeys, what they have learned, and what tips and recommendations they have so that you too may be able to live a more creative and happier life. We hope that if you take just one thing from this podcast, it is a practical tip that you can implement into your daily life to make things a bit happier, more creative, or even just a little more inspired. The podcast is brought to you by us, Diana and Sam, a couple who co-founded MYO and Creative Jungle Company, which are all about bringing creativity to life and business. That's at MYO London and at Creative Jungle Co on Instagram. We've helped tens of thousands of adults get creative in our arts and crafts classes with a range of creative kits or during our creative thinking workshops. Could Could you you be be next? Be sure to click that subscribe button so that you can listen to future episodes and check out the previous episodes too. Okay, now to saddle up, let's Let's go. go. Today on the podcast, we have the painter and artist, Chris Weeks. He studied art at the Kent Institute of Art and Design in Canterbury and the University of the West of England in Bristol. He creates his paintings in his home studio in London and Chris describes his paintings as made-up solutions to non-existent puzzles from moments in time. I absolutely love that. And it'll all make sense when you check out what he makes. Yes, you can find his paintings on at Chris Weeks Art, Weeks spelled out as W-E-E-K-E-S. And you can see more of his stuff on chrisweeksart.co.uk. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, Hi. thank you for joining us. Yes, very oh, excited to chat. 
And uh, we should give a big shout out to Micah. Yes. Who's part us. of the team. And she kind of mentioned that you'd be a really nice guy to, to have on the podcast. Mm. She loves your art as well. So um, thanks to Micah if you're listening. Thanks, Micah. <laughs> so I guess we should start off or we tend to start off with this is just to get a bit of the backstory, backstory. from the guests mm. um, so we'd really love to hear kind of a little bit about your career to date in a creative and non-creative sense mm. um, and are we right in saying you have a full-time job at the moment yeah so I've been um, a painting decorator handyman odd job uh, for about 15 years um, and I suppose the edited version of my Creative and non-creative crew would be school, art, that was the thing. Carried on through college in Canterbury with a foundation and then went to Bristol. And, yeah, that's when I was I was working in bars, um, restaurants, so a lot of different kind of behind-the-scenes kind of jobs rather than, you know, the kind of classic. But that's obviously a bit at uni, so it's part-time stuff. And, um, yeah, ended up in London and... Um, Doing a lot of music stuff as well so I've always been creative that was the kind of the starting thing as soon as I moved to Bristol started getting to the big music scene over there like the culture because it's just it was amazing don't know if you've ever been there but um art was always in the background um ended up moving to London basically being in a few bands doing a bit of session work for a few bands a couple of tours here and there with um a couple of solo artists and then background I think it was about two years ago, I was trying to, because I left the session work and then started doing my own, bit of my own stuff, but then it didn't quite feel right. It, it wasn't as natural progression as when I was behind other people doing their music. And then um, one day just started doing, I wanted to do portraits, always wanted to do portraits. And I started doing that one evening and then really enjoying it, little small things, started doing a couple of big paintings. And then I was uh, getting photos together to work from and then realised, oh, now I've got to paint them. And I kind of fell, kind of felt the inspiration to do it kind of drop away a bit. And then I think one evening I was just doing some kind of non-script, non, you know, just kind of abstract stuff. And then um, and I just felt this like, oh, abstract art. I love abstract stuff. And then that was it. And two years later, and here I am. So. Wow, nice. it sounds yeah. like you're a, such a kind of jack of all, you know, playing to yeah. handyman, but also in a band doing sessions, but also, you know, making your own stuff and now artists. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been amazing. I've worked with so many, like, especially when I was doing the music stuff with loads of talented people. And I was never the kind of like the front man of anything, but I was always, it was just really nice to be in a creative team. It was just being in a team, like, and obviously with like a band friendship group and, um, yeah, just it's, uh, that kind of creative environment was what being kind of play? taken care of. Uh, what did I who say again? Sorry, what did you play? Uh, I played well when I was doing the sessioning. It was normally like guitar starting off, and then I worked with a guy who was on a label in London uh, for nearly about five years, and I was doing everything from backing vocals to triggering samples, laptop stuff, and oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, quite a lot, but yeah, crazy. I didn't fully realise on the music thing because yeah, I'm really interested in that also. Like, what what was that? What is it like, first of all, being a kind of a like yeah studio band member? Like, were you in record helping people record singles and albums and stuff? And no, 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 nothing, nothing nothing like that. I was was, was more kind of um, behind the scenes uh, when it came to actually going out and gigging um, and actually playing their music. Then I would then learn all the music and then end up 
playing live and we'd make sure you know doing lots of rehearsal sets to get the, the actual live show together and then just go out and just play and then whenever they went back into the studio or doing their own music I'd kind of just wait until I was needed again really mm. and um but before then I was doing stuff in with another guy in my own band with various members over the years so it was uh, always always there but um when I came to London it got a lot more serious um yeah, music level. It was some pretty big full-on gigs, which were quite nerve-wracking. But um, I do, I do definitely miss it. But at the same time, I'm glad that it, it's just funny how it's just the arts picked up after the music kind of died down, and, and it was um, yeah, it was just I was really worried at one point, going, oh, am I going to be making music on my own now? And and I was kind of never thought I'd I was that kind of person to, to be the main artist, even though I've always wanted to do music, but. Um, it was it was nice that art just came along and went. How about we do some art? Because you've always done that. So and that was it. It just naturally happened. So it just kind of plucked me out of a spot where I didn't have that creative outlet anymore. Yeah. Yes. And, and it just yeah, that was just, yeah, really good how it happened. Really. And, and for people who are listening, you can't see the background behind yeah. Chris at the moment, but it's incredibly colourful and as good as music is, I think he's made the right choice. Being yeah. surrounded by <laughs> That's what I love. Actually, the guy that I, I did the music with, he did call me up last week and just saying, I just wanted to call up just to tell you that I just love what you're doing. It's amazing. And because I'm a bit of a jack of all and I get like bored and I'll start doing something else, he said, because I know you do that, you have a tendency to do that. Please don't do it with this. Stay with this, yeah. I love it, and you've got to keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it's so nice when, when we shared it on our um, Instagram. We shared one of your paintings maybe a couple of months ago, and people just loved it. I even people were even saying it to me in person. Oh, I really liked your post today. You know, and sharing that guy's art. I think just the colors are so vibrant and. Yeah, no, and it's no, enjoying it. So. Yeah, it feel, it feels looking at it like you have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Before it was quite hard edge stuff with the almost like paint by numbers shapes, and then it started getting a little bit more fluid. And then um, and these ones, which are a lot more soft, a lot of people just text me going, "Oh, they're so soothing." Yeah, they are so and soothing. And I suppose that's why I'm doing them because I'm probably finding them soothing as well to do. I've never been. Oh, great at describing a theory to it so I just kind of go with it and don't question it too much really because it is from kind of looking at your Instagram over the last few days it's the, there has been quite a, a like transition. a stark transition from I yeah. don't know I guess within the last six months to what you're yeah, doing do, um, for any reason or are you just exploring and playing and started to enjoy what you're doing now I think it's just because whenever I get into something I just go full on and I do it all the time or as much as I can and I think that helps me whether I'm trying to catch up with lost time because drop, you know, from when I last did it, but I definitely then start taking in as much research. It's just, I'm all about what I'm into. And I think that helps me evolve. I think the styles evolve quicker because I'm doing it as much as I possibly can. Mm. And even when it's not working out, I try to just do sketches and little studies until that, that epiphany moment kind of takes me that way that I'm like, yes, this is the way that, because sometimes you come up a bit of a wall, but with um, but so far it's been there's been a couple of ups and downs with it. Where you know you have days where because of the full time job you've only got limited spare time, you know evenings and weekends, and yeah. the older you get, you kind of have less of that. So 
you kind of feel like, right, I've got these few hours before bed. I've got to come up with something because I'll be thinking about it all day at work. Mm. And I'll be listening to podcasts about art or, you know, be reading about it, looking at books. So I need something that's got to happen. But um, I've learned to kind of relax a bit. If it's not working, it's not working. And um, there's always the next evening or the weekend. And if nothing happens that week, nothing happens. It's um, As long as you keep, you know, putting the time in, then um, something will, hopefully. That's so nice to kind of have. I can picture you getting home and just mm. being excited to like get up to the studio and just get making. Yeah. It's a really nice image. It yeah. definitely feels like your day as soon as I go out to go to work. I mean, I'm very lucky the job I've got and um, I work on my own. I haven't got, you know, like it's, you know, loads of colleagues or uh, there's no not a huge amount of stress around me from the yeah. handyman stuff. I'm normally in someone's house. They want me there to do renovations and they're really excited as well, helping them with their journey of a new house they've bought. So it's um it's it's normally quite inspirational anyway. Mm. But I definitely feel like right, I'm at work now and it's nine o'clock, half eight, nine, and I can't wait till five and then I can, my day can start. You know, yeah. So, so yeah, I guess uh, with that kind of what what is a typical week like for you? Like what yeah. was last week like, for example? And kind of last week of that question is: Do you think the your art could flow into the day job? As in, I can picture homes could love on a wall the artworks that you're doing. Um, yeah. Well, so the, yes. Well, the crazy. Well, last week, uh, the first question I was in Cornwall last week working for a client, um, just doing like a, putting in a utility room in the outside, but the sea was right there. It was amazing. So it was one of the more glamorous um, spots to work. Nice. And um, but most days would be get up around half six, you know, get um, get ready to leave. Obviously, being in London, commuting, even if it's traveling a car or. You know, you could be sitting in traffic for a while. But um, I normally, if I've done a painting the night before, I'll have a little look, have a little think, fresh eyes, then go to work, come back, have some dinner, and then back in here until maybe like 10, half 10, and then go to wow. bed. Wow, so you really put in the hours, yeah. It doesn't feel, it never feels forced, which is good. I always feel a bit bad for my, <laughs> my girlfriend's in the other room, she's watching TV and I'm a bit like, obviously I'd love to hang out and stuff. And I'm still like, I've just got to, she's like, she want to watch a film? So like, yeah, but I might, because as soon as you think of something or I've got, I'll do a painting here and if I'm halfway through, I take a photo of my phone and then I'll go into the other room and I'll look at it and then something will go, oh, you need a little bit of red there or you shouldn't have had that bit there. Because it's all about editing most creative processes. Yeah. And um, I'll be like, I'll be right back. And then I'm gone for two hours. So Yeah, before you know it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's nice. amazing to get so absorbed in into what you're doing. Did you always feel like... Did you always know that you would end up doing something creative? I mean, obviously your whole career has been pretty creative, but was that intentional or did you fall into it? No, I think I've I've never I've never been hugely like academically driven to get into a kind of most jobs I've been in have always been kind of the same vein as my handyman work. So mm. it's, it's always been like either because of uni, like evening work or weekend work, it's never been a nine to five thing. Um, and always working with so many different walks of life. And um, yeah, I think even now selling more paintings, which has been amazing and mm. great and thinking, oh, is there a possibility that I could actually, this could be the full time. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's, it's just, I, I don't, I've always, I think creative paths always been the way, especially with music, you know, yeah. musical household growing up. 
my dad's musical. Um, my mum's um, like really into her books and, and writing, and it's just I think it's always been there. So yeah. I, I don't think I'd be not that I had a choice, but I definitely know that it was always going to be that alternative route of yeah. of creativity, which Absolutely. I'm glad. Nice. Absolutely. Um, oh, sorry. Do you want to go? You go. I go. So the next question, slightly more serious, mm. but to do with creativity also. Like we, we definitely get the sense you love being creative, mm. rush home, get do it on the weekends when you have free time, you kind of do it as well. Um, do you think other people can benefit a lot from creativity? And if so, why? Um, I think, well, speaking personally, only from my point of view, I think it's um, just therapeutic. And just kind of escapism, just to have everything, whether it's for like half an hour or you've, you know, if you're lucky or you've you've got time, you can put a few hours in in the evening, in the weekends, because a lot of people, whatever situations they're in, can't always do that. But I think when you do, even if you just sit down and read a book, it's like those those moments where everything else is gone and you just concentrate on that one thing. I think it's really important. And that's definitely helped me no yeah, end. And I forgot to ask, with the doing it in evenings and weekends, do you kind of go through phases? As in, do you get inspired and a month is solid working on stuff? Or is it um, just consistent the whole time? Or how has that kind of happened? Um, I think it's been, especially, obviously, current um, situation with the lockdown. Uh, just before lockdown, I was going in for back surgery. So I was already going to have about eight weeks off. And oh, wow. Whether I liked it or not, I couldn't do any work. <laughs> so I was thinking, what am I going to do with that? And then I thought, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to paint. I'm just going to pretend I'm a full time artist, and it's going to be great. And then, um, and then a lockdown happened, and everyone else was at home. I was like, no, it's not supposed to be like this. <laughs> All the neighbours and everyone's at home. But um, no, it was. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of. Sorry, well, I completely lost my train of thought there. No, 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 no it's okay. Right. It's just to see, is it like every day, all day almost? Yeah. You're thinking about it and you're doing um, it a phase of doing it for a few months and then take it easy for a while and then back into it? I think um, I think because of the, when you pointed out earlier, my styles change. I think mm. um, I've been lucky enough that I've managed to create little crossroads that take me on a direction that keep me inspired. Mm. So I never really have um, a kind of kind of hit a wall at all yeah. I mean I normally if I think with the time constraints if I've got evenings that I need to think like like we were saying before if I've got like well I've got a few hours and this is really important but um yeah I don't worry about it too much I just kind of just if it's working it's working and if it's yeah. not you've got to just not the key is definitely not to think about it too much because as yeah. soon as you do that then you're your own worst enemy really so yeah, yeah. I almost don't think of it as a job just exactly. go and, and try and enjoy, enjoy it and, and see what happens yeah that's the that's the key thing I mean obviously especially this day and age with Instagram and and that's the only reason I've been selling anything is from promoting on Instagram and and a basic website and um being really lucky that we can communicate and you can put a photo up here in London and someone else in another country, you know, in America or whatever can see it. And it's, um, and you can either choose to take advantage of that. If, if your main thing is to sell, I mean, for me, especially like I was saying with the backup it's um, because my work is very manual and it's um, if, if there's a way I can get out of it and this can be my job, then I can't really 
yeah, I don't want to turn it down. And if I can do this, and I really love this as well, it's, it's an added extra, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Although I think, I must point out, I think the way you're approaching it is really inspiring and maybe useful for others to take note of in the sense that you're saying you're trying to just not read into it too much and just going mm. with your inspiration and trusting your instinct. And the yeah. fact that you've been doing that for two years, I think is really, really something because it's so easy to do it maybe for the first few months, then you start over, re- you know, really reading into your work and worrying mm. about the commercials of it. And, and that might actually undermine your process. Yeah. As soon as you start thinking like, Oh, I can make some money out of this. Yeah. And then you start, I think that's, that's, yeah, you can, you can really undo yourself very quickly. Yeah. I think you've got to just, it's, it's like if you want to kind of jump on a bandwagon and do a certain art that you know will sell, um, I think you'll give up on that quite quickly because it's not natural you gravitate to. So um, I'm being very lucky that people really like my work and um, I can't, you know, that's that's amazing. And uh, just, yeah, like I say, don't think, just paint. And, and it's all a learning process anyways. You know, we're trying to do everything myself. I'm painting them here, I'm framing them here, and then I'm posting in the morning before work, I've got to post the painting up, and then I've got to get it to the post office at lunchtime if I've got time to do that. And, um, yeah, your time kind of slips away. But a friend of mine said, if, you're, if your problem is you're finding time to package paintings you've sold, then that's a pretty good problem to that's have. That's a great <laughs> problem, yeah. That's a Do very... Do customers yeah, yeah, my stuff? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I, kind of with, on the process side of actually making a piece of art and again we're both fascinated by this mm. so you start with a blank canvas and there's a few behind you what yeah. like what sparks the idea potentially how do you think how do you think through what you're going to paint how do you know when it's finished yeah how do you yeah how do you plan, plan it if you do how do you start uh, how do you know well I mean these smaller ones these are kind of the studies for paintings um, I do Lots of little kind of nice. commission. Oh, they are wonderful. Which I'm actually finishing at the moment. But, um, so I that's just it, basically not doing it on an expensive canvas almost, kind of dabbling with um, paper. paper, cartridge paper, thicker paper mm. to see. Yeah, well, it's just, I, I suppose, because I'm, because it's mostly abstract stuff I do and it's not figurative work. Um, I suppose if I was doing a canvas, which was a landscape, it'd be quite, I'd like, right, find the landscape, paint the landscape. Um, and you're kind of finding an image that you want to paint because that image inspires you or you're a portrait artist. Or, But um, because with these, there's no kind of figurative element there. It's all non-objective kind of abstract expressionism, I suppose. it's. Um, I just would start with a colour and then... Um, and then just see where that goes. And I think try not to be precious with canvases. I did do before when I was doing bigger canvases, I'd be in front of it going, well, I can't mess this up because it's taking <laughs> like 300 quid yeah, yeah. just on the canvas. <laughs> yeah, so I've made the frame, stretched the canvas, applied in the canvas. That's taken me, you know, a couple of innings of my spare time. This has got to count this painting. Yeah. Um, and I think you've just got to, so the studies definitely help with that, but people have been doing that forever, you know, to kind of the mock-up of an idea of a direction. And then, once I've got a starting colour, I would kind of add to it and and kind of same thing, editing. You take out what you don't want and you just what doesn't. And fresh eyes, you come back the next day, have a look at it. 
maybe show a couple of people that you kind of, you know, you expect their opinion on it or, or people that aren't artists or people that just like art or don't like art, see what they think, because you can always learn something from someone else's point of view. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, for me, it's, um, I think probably the last two years is now led to this point where it's, I just start and it'll go somewhere. It will turn into something. I might not like it straight away, but I'll have that photo on my phone and maybe in a few months I'll go, oh, I really like, I was doing something there that I, at the time I didn't realise, but now I can learn from what I've already done. So I think that tops up the inspiration and, and uh, the process stuff. So yeah, don't think too much. It must be such a nice, yeah. Like it must be such a nice feeling when you've worked on it for quite a while, and yeah. you just go, "Yeah, that's done." Well, that's the other thing. Like <laughs> your question about when you guys finish, I my paintings don't take very long, so I think that's another thing with with my processes. I don't. I think that's why I didn't do the portrait kind of work from before when I initially started me off. It's because I was thinking this is going to take weeks to do, and. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I wouldn't say I've got a short temper, but if things don't work out, they kind of work against me a lot more than me kind of trying to work them out. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. And the whole point of me doing it was something to kind of get me away from all of that with work and, and everything else that goes on around you. But um, my paintings now take about an hour to do. And then wow. because of the technique of it, before they took a little bit more, because it was more like, you know, you're layering up colour and colour. But now, because mm. they're kind of going and it's more like the, the moments in time thing in my theory, because I felt like I should have some sort of theory towards more, even though I'm still just going along with it and learning. Yeah. Um, and then I think you just, I don't know, you just know when it's kind of done. Or like I was saying, I look at it the next day at work and then I go, oh, it needs this one little bit there. And then mm. I'll do it and go, oh, no, it didn't need it. And then I'll have to take it. <laughs> Um, editing all in the editing yeah, yeah. that's a really good um i like that i don't think i've ever heard that before creative process I think shane mcgowan said it in the pokes i think he was one saying it's all about editing oh really uh, yeah because yeah, i think with a lot of creative stuff people put a lot of pressure on themselves for it to be right the first, first time, time because yeah. it's like it's out there straight away without realizing that it always gets tweaked and dabbled with and could it's be a put aside for a month and come back to you or you might add a totally new colour, but it's kind of, you know. Especially on Instagram, you kind of feel with a daily post, oh, I've got to post something today. And I try to post something every other day. Um, but luckily you've got stories, but you can fill in the blanks if you don't want to put it on your main grid. But yeah, yeah you can, there's definitely a pressure. You think, oh, I, I can put this up now. Because uh, what if someone likes this, they want to buy it. But you, you've got to make sure you don't, that's kind of a dangerous route to go down because that's not yeah. where it's all about. Yeah. Do you, out of interest on that, so when you post something, do you kind of post and ghost and come back a few hours later or are you like almost waiting for the first yeah. 10 likes and be off oh, you? No, like I just, like it. No, no, I don't really. I try, again, try not to think about it. If I like it, then that's the main thing. Yeah. And then I post it up. I try to do, rather than just post a picture and then just have nothing underneath it, I try to put something which is a bit personal to me so people can get a little bit of an insight of as much as they can do on Instagram without doing videos myself. Yeah. Um, just uh, maybe a little blurb about it. And uh, and then, you know, yeah, this, I mean, it's funny with Instagram because you can go back, especially new followers, when you go back in your grid, they kind of, you can tell when people have stopped going through. So they wouldn't even got through to old paintings before this style. So yeah. I think you've got to just not worry about that. And always yeah. give a little bit. I like that. Always give a little 
personal insight into what was in your head or inspiration for each time you make something. Ultimately, that's what people, I guess, buy into. You know, Mm. it's 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 the story. It's the story and the creator. Well, that's it. It's the, the only kind of relation, the kind of reference point I've got with that is is music. So yeah. years ago, you, you know, a few magazines had come out and to stuff, say, people you're into in America, and that's the only way you'd find out about it. And there might be an interview, if they did an interview or a little blurb on it, and that's all you had to go on. And now we we can see what everyone's had for dinner and, you know, <laughs> you know what they're doing on a Sunday or what they, you know, the walking the dog, and sometimes a bit too much. But now, obviously, because we're consuming so quick, um, I just kind of think of it from my point of view when I'm looking at other artists or, or, or other kind of inspiration, what do I want to see more? And I normally do just want to see more all the time and read up as much as I possibly can, like personally. But um, yeah, at the moment, I don't feel I've got a huge amount to say apart from let the paintings kind of do the talking as it were. But um, yeah. yeah, try to do a little personal touch so I'm not just, here's a picture, there's wow. no more. Yeah. Thanks. I think this, I think at the moment, um, you've got an opportunity to have a little bit. But it's, it's if you want to, if you feel comfortable with that, you don't have to, obviously. Absolutely. On each episode, we want to shout about a charity or social enterprise we are passionate about. Today, we'd like to mention Young Minds, who are fighting for a future where all young minds are supported through life, whatever the challenges. Children and young people with mental health problems are at the heart of everything they do, and we believe it's a very worthy cause doing amazing things. Find out more at youngminds.org.uk. Now back to the podcast. Before we go on to the next question, I just want to describe to people listening a little bit about the paintings, as Mm. in like to me at least they come across quite pastely kind of like deep colors um and almost a bit like northern lights kind of vibe uh, like kind of my- yeah, mythical lights, kind lights of blending of mist. colors purples and blues um although the one right behind you now is like kind of lots of light yellows and and kind of pink almost and red yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a real yeah i don't know it's very nice <laughs> on the eyes that's yeah. what it is you could kind of stand with a cup of tea like a sunset um kind of point of reference I think people have been saying some people are saying they're very kind of Turner-esque who did like you know huge oil paintings of you know seascapes with like a you know ships at the sea but these beautiful sunsets at night or or fire in in, you know, in the landscapes and um yeah I love Turner stuff um, I definitely like might be a bit I've been to California a few times it's that kind kind of you know that big sky it's not I wasn't Personally, thinking sunsets, but I think subconsciously it's obviously coming out. Come through, yeah. Whatever you're into, I think you absorb. Whether you know films, TV programs, stuff you read, I think it all goes in there and it makes its way out. And yeah, that's what it's doing now. But um, color-wise, I'm definitely liking a lot of pinks and kind of fleshy tones and oranges and yellows. I think I didn't do a lot of color theory and. When I was here reading about colour theory, people were saying, you know, green's envy, red is anger, or black is, you know. And I never kind of made that kind it's of relationship with them. And then, but now, from talking to, to you, I can see, and other people saying about the soothing aspect of it, I can, I can pick that out now. They, you do, yeah, especially the sunset reference as well. Yeah, yeah. they, they the make... Colours, they do. 
Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say they make you feel a bit lighter when mm. you look at them because mm. you kind of do get drawn in and they, they do feel very, very relaxing. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think you can, especially in the art world, you can aesthetic being the only qualities can be quite frowned upon. But, you know, it's like the first buy is with the eye. And what else have you got to go on? So exactly. that's the first thing. Exactly. And if you like something that you're looking at, you like it. So yeah. and I think that's it. Especially if you're going to buy something to be looking at in your house, you know, day in, day out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you name your paintings? Because they're um, real random ones, like yellow legs. Well, <laughs> uh, this is another thing. Um, because of seeing, and some people have commented on, on oh, you shouldn't call it that. It's, it's too humorous or, or it sounds silly, but it's, it's another way of trying to get you. I'm, I'm not the most serious person. I'm, you know, people who know me will know I'm a bit of a, a bit of a joker but it's um i try a bit tongue-in-cheek i don't want to be too serious about it and i don't want to come up with a title which is really kind of pretentious if, if that's not what because i don't have a, a start-off subject that i do my work about so i yeah. uh, you know people who work on from the poetry of someone or they work with the lyrics of something else or it's where they've been and they've got all these memories and that's their reference but with these i don't have that it's it's normally whatever happens outside of the house and I bring it back in and that normally comes out on there. Um, it's, and I think actually naming a painting is one of the hardest things. Um, you know, like recently it's definitely been hard before because I listened to a lot of podcasts. I would like things that people say in interviews or people that I hear, like my friends say, if I can remember, I'll make a note. And I think yeah. like, it just sounds like a great title or something. And it'll just be nondescript. So if someone looks at a painting, it's not like, again, with the landscape, if it's like man with dog, oh, there's a man with a dog in it. Yeah. That's what I know it is. With this, because of the lack of figurative kind of qualities, it's, I don't want to set you up to what you're going to see if I don't see that there. So I think it's kind of doing a kind of humorous or something that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. It's, um, you can make up your own minds, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I think that, yeah, that's a really good idea mm. because then, yeah, it gives people an opportunity to to figure out what it means to them. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention about music and I was partly wondering whether that's fed into the music or to the, to the naming. It's mm. like, I'm reading a book on Pink Floyd at the moment and like, Dave's, I don't know too much about them apart from the book that I'm reading. It's the drummer's book. Um, but it's they have just wacky titles for everything and kind of it's very long titles, short titles. You don't really obviously mm. in the music they involve lots of like odd noises, but it's kind of they just let the listener decide if what it means. Has that fed in at all, or is that a really stupid point? Like the way music- no, no. So um, yeah, I think it's sort of, I don't know really. Um, it's all personal to to the person who are maybe you know, write the music, if they're writing it together, but obviously if, if there's lyrics there, then there's kind of, again, there's, if there's a chorus, there's something that people can relate it to, or I don't know. It's like when I was listening to a lot of music, I would never remember the names of the songs, yeah. but my housemate always remembered. He goes, oh, I'll put this song on. I said, what song's that? Cause I used to have it on record. So but I knew it was like side B number, you know, track three. Yeah, I didn't really worry about the times, and uh, maybe that's that's come through with these as well. No, I, I didn't. Really, I know it's a bit of a faux pas saying you know, doing untitled. People say you know, don't never you know title your painting untitled. But back in you know, like Mark Rothko used to do just number or yeah. just do the colours and untitled as well, because it just removed that responsibility of, of 
if you knew, if you could read about the artists, like you reading a book about Pink Floyd, then you can kind of make up what they were going through, what they were living through, what mm. their inspirations were, and then you might click with it. Or, but you'll make up your own little narrative to what you think what the yeah. songs about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, so definitely. true. I, I, I really love that with music is just finding out the backstory. Mm. There's, similar, there's a Joy Division podcast that came out recently as well that goes through the whole story and with New Order and just yeah. hearing the context and like how things were made and then listening to the music after. Mm. It's phenomenal. It just adds because looking From the outside looking in, you only see what's put in, you know, kind of glamorized. But then when yeah. you actually read these biopics and you see like what they were going through and where they were living or... You know, you're like, oh, I had no idea. And then you kind of discover the band again. You're yeah. going back to yeah, yeah. music completely afresh and now knowing a bit of the backstory. Yeah. And that's without the title of the song. That's just knowing about them more. So, yeah, maybe I should try to... Those blurbs that I do under my pictures, man, are a bit more detail. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's an idea. It's an idea. And... <laughs> Tying in, because the podcast theme is about creativity and happiness, and I'm curious, doing more and more of this the last few years, how have you found that having this creative outlet has improved your happiness or sense of well-being, or or not, because obviously it's taking a lot of time, but how have you found it's impacted your sense? I think it kept me distracted from yes. doing nothing was being really good. <laughs> yeah. always, I like being busy. I'm always doing something. I'm always one just tinkering with it. I think that's especially why I do the job I do. It's because of multi-trade, you know, a bit of plumbing, bit of tiling, bit of flooring, bit of painting, da 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 yeah. So um, again it's it's quite hands-on with tools and this is a similar um yeah it just keeps you busy. I mean it's not that like I've got anything that I've I want to kind of not think about but mm. um it's just nice to have that moment where you can just concentrate on one thing mm. and and you're just learning about that and and nothing else matters and mm. it's even to you it might seem really insignificant and then you talk to someone like another painter and you naturally assume that's how they think about it as well and then yeah. start, no I don't think not about at all. it but they they're kind of thinking about a complete other way they look at their paintings that you learn from but um yeah. You know, I think it's just escapism at the end of the day. Yeah. And having that one thing you know you can do and it's, and yeah, and it makes you feel good. It does make you feel good. Oh, I love that. How have you found it kind of interacting, sounds like a weird word to say Mm. this, but interacting with other painters as an example, Mm. because you're, you obviously studied art, you've done the music and, and the other work that you've done and kind of come to painting in the last few years, like more seriously. How, I don't know, do you, because I know a lot of people who haven't necessarily gone to art school, for example, mm. and they've been doing creative stuff for even 10 years. They almost feel as if they're like, they feel like out of place almost. Whereas you've mm. kind of done the art school, left it a little bit and come back come to back it. Come back to it, yeah. How, how do you find, like, are you yeah intimidated speaking to other artists? Or are you like, oh, this is fine? No, or well, what's that like? I've always definitely been um, better around people. And I always, I realise that when I end up working on the job with someone and go, oh, I really, it's really nice. But, but I, I think I can, I can, um, when I was at college, well, when I was at school, art was great. It was just, oh, I know what to do. This is really straightforward. And then as it got more up the level where it's all self-discipline, I realised that, I was, oh, this isn't what I thought art was about. When I actually got to university in Bristol, um, straight away I felt like, oh, I don't think I should have done this. This is a bad move. Um, and I think that's where the, even though I carried on the way through, um, I, I think that's where the music kind of picked up. 
and kind of gravitated towards that. So always being around creative people, um, whether it was the art or the music. But um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what to, how, it's, as it's got more serious, I, 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 I've always liked the idea of getting into a community and thinking, oh, there's going to be loads of artists, I'm going to come to London, I'm going to, not that I came to London to do art, but doing the music. And although I met loads of really creative, really talented people, and a few people I used to hang around quite a lot, but you've got this idea that you're like, oh, I'm in a community of people now, and I'm going to be, but because it's all quite introverted, what you're doing, this creative process, you're not hanging out all the time. No. Yeah. In that band with someone, or mm. and especially with painting, um, you're kind of on your own. So although I've been to a few galleries, local galleries around here, and I met some artists, it's all, and I thought, oh, that's it now. I'm in with a nice little community. And then that hasn't happened. And I think in my mind, I built up to think it was going to be a bigger thing than it was. But really, it's just me getting on with my own thing. Um, and then if I do come into contact with other artists, it's great having a good chat. But um, yeah, most of the time, it's actually quite quite lonely. Solitary, yeah. 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 yeah I wonder... I wonder if that's because you kind of work, do it from home. Because mm. I know in London now, there's a lot of like pretty affordable spaces mm. where there's a bunch of artists kind of. Yeah. Feel- I think the problem with me is I'm quite easy distracted. So I think that was when I was in uni. I think as soon as there was, I should have done the whole nine to five. I knew a lot of people who were doing nine to five and I just don't think I was ready to do it. I think that yeah. was the main thing. And then there was people in the SU bar playing pool, and I thought, oh, that looks quite fun. I'm like, I'll come back in a minute. And then, yeah, kind of, yeah, went way with that. But um, it's funny. I think, especially, I say this um, with try not to regret things. Like back then, especially now, because of the freedom I had then, I had all, I had studio space, loads of other people around me, and I had, you know, all day, all week to do it for three years. And I think that's, oh, if only I knew what I knew now. Yeah. But trying not, yeah try not to regret anything it's picked i've picked up back up now and um I'm, it's working so yeah, um that's the thing it's probably yeah. added more fuel to the fire, fire. now because mm. you might have yeah. that in the back of your mind say oh i could have made a little bit more of that but mm. now i'm gonna make up for yeah, loss yeah definitely and what kind of with that in mind do you have any advice that you'd give mm. for people listening that are Looking. either working and they know they could do something whether it's painting or something totally different that's creative but are just not taking the plunge or not making the time during the week like any advice you'd give from that mm-hmm. and then maybe from the business side um, i think well i think we've just yeah. been creative i think um if you're creative you're creative i think you can't really force it you can try things differently um but i think rather than being creative just i think it's more expressing yourself you know if you're doing if you're in a job where you're not particularly into that job and you you need something else it could be anything you could start climbing that, you know, I see there's so many different ways that you can get, you know, just express yourself and do something that you want to do that makes you feel better. Um, I think the main rules or not even rules. I think if I was going to give myself advice, it would be just to not worry about what anyone else thinks. Um, just find the time as even if it's, you know, like we're saying half an hour in an evening, as much time as you can to do it just to get started and put the time in. If there's any more time you can afford to do it and then just have fun and just don't think about it too much and just yeah. enjoy it really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the business side, I don't know. You're either, I think because I'm self-employed anyway, and I deal with clients and invoices and, you know, all that. Kind of, I, I've probably got a bit more, probably a better chance at doing it all myself yes. and a bit of an idea on how to do it but you know youtube 
other people I know, I'm always pestering other artist mates that I know and and kind of asking them questions of answers I kind of already know, but I want I need them to go, yeah, you're on the right track, just yeah. keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah to reassure you, yeah. And just ask people if you I think the main thing is like you said, taking the plunge. It's just like people say, Oh, I don't want to do an Instagram account of my art. Yeah, I don't think I'm ready. So you'd never be ready. I mm-hmm. even when I first started it, it was I felt a bit silly doing it. It's like people are seeing I'm doing these paintings and they might but again, don't worry about anyone else thinks just just do it and after time they'll just if you are worried about a friends and family thing maybe eventually they'll just get used to it and then they'll just you know they'll think of something else to to, to look at. Think about. People, <laughs> I people think... don't even people don't think about what you're doing as much as you think they're yes I was just going to say yeah. that exactly they've got their own stuff going on but yeah. you've just got to start take the plunge like even doing this podcast you know it's it's just got to do it. You, you can think of a million reasons of what talk yourself out of it, and just think, no one wants to see a video of me talking about that. But you know, but maybe there are people there are. So that's 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 where I need to head, and that's where people, you know, just need to start. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. And that's so true. And I, and I know there's there's a lot of kickback about social media in general and mm. lots of negativity. But I think with mm. art and creative stuff, mm. it's overwhelmingly tends to be positive. positive it's rare yeah. that you'd be trolled if you've like. Mm. Maybe a nice piece yeah. of art or something like that. It's just, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, mm, it's tough with that. It's especially if I was younger now with social media. It's, it's yeah. hard not to kind of take everything to heart so much. Mm. Absolutely. And That's true. Wherever people, especially with the mental health with the social media and it's how it's just it can't be policed. And you know, I think yeah, it's it's a tough one whether you find the tools to kind of deal with that um yeah. i think because i'm a bit older and um i think but it's taken me this long to get to this point i didn't do this when i was younger because i was worried about what other people think of, of yeah. me doing and i'm 40 years old now and yeah. i'm now as why was i worried yeah but when you're young everything is a big deal yeah, yeah that's and true. social Definitely. media man unreal I mean, I think yeah. I think that's you know the the tips of just get you know just get started, make a little bit of time. But I think that's really the biggest advice. And to I think for for anyone who's thinking of starting whatever creative pursuit they want to pursue, or or as you called it, a self expression pursuit. I really like that. Whatever way you want to yeah. self express. Um, don't don't worry about what people are thinking because they're not worrying about you. No, and if you want to keep yourself, keep yourself. Like when I I didn't tell people I was doing it, they're like, um, what what are these paintings I've seen that you're doing? Yeah. You're such a secret squirrel, just not yes. telling anyone. I, I didn't. I don't know. I just I didn't think. I didn't think of telling anyone. Like yeah. running out the front of my house and going, I've started painting. Please, everyone, come and look. It's just like you know until. It naturally happens, and you yes. you kind of take the path that naturally you gravitate towards. Yes, and, and hopefully, if you're into it, it, it can't not go a right way. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, what kind of again? Sorry to be focused on the business side of mm. it, but last serious question on this is like, what's the kind of rough pathway? And it doesn't mm. mean you have to have a big plan, but it, like for what you're doing, is it? to try and get in galleries or is it to try and get your art on different websites that sell paintings or like what's the pathway to, 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 to grow more, I guess, or is it keep on doing what you're doing, which is going really good also? Yeah, I think it's definitely that. Um, Cause I think as soon as I start, 
thinking about, oh, I'm going to get a gallery, then I think even if I if I was lucky enough for a gallery to go, we love your stuff, can we have it in there? That's automatically 50% of my earnings from that painting gone. Yeah. Um, even just getting comfortable charging people for the paintings I make, that's a learning curve on its own. It was only when a couple of artists actually bought my paintings about six months ago and said, now I've got them, um, you need to put your prices up. So I was like, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> having that belief in you that you're it's a tough I think I think what we're saying with Instagram so you don't you can either if you're minded if you can if you can do it on your own do it on your own it does mean that you have you are more control washing around and it's like if I'm going to work and I'm like I've got to pack two paintings up and then I've got to send emails it's um but I I reap all the benefits and um <laughs> then you know I think it's especially now you can it's, if you can take advantage of that, you can. But uh, it's really simple. I mean, I, the Insta, if Instagram disappeared tomorrow, I don't know <laughs> what state I'd be in. It'd be pretty bad. But um, like promotion-wise, it's a little bit, you know, check a little bit of money at a post and just build it so, you know, organically. Yeah. And then with the website, it's, you know, Big Cartel is a great website. I knew that from before when we were selling music. It's, there's no fees on there. You can just, you know, it's, well, it's £10 a month, but they don't take any money. Um, you know, basically PayPal, um, just put some photos up, a little blurb and stuff. It's And then over time from videos and chatting to other people and seeing what other people are doing, you can go, oh, maybe I should do yeah. that. Or, oh, they've done something. I didn't think of that. Yeah. And again, you'll never, every day's a school day. You never just all of a sudden, right, I'm going to. I yeah, got it all. Yeah. Oh, there's a gallery there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tick, 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 tick. Now just sit back and, you know. <laughs> let it all come that yeah. will happen yeah. <laughs> eventually well, yeah. nice. i said a few a few more hours a day would be good yeah yes um, yeah no no no. like yeah we really admire your work ethic mm. like coming home and doing it in the evenings and the mm. weekends it's it's amazing it's amazing um, so like anyone listening that says they don't have time you make time yeah have a chat with chris yeah, yeah well you know i haven't got kids it's you know my my job is nine to five i you know I'm very lucky. I'm very yeah. lucky. Yeah. So um, very privileged position to be able to have a, a spare room in the house, which is called my room by my mm. girlfriend. But it's, um, I'm very lucky to have a space where I can go into. And, and before I was, you know, kitchen table, but now I've got a dedicated space. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think you definitely got to take the plunge and, and kind of, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, finding time, just finding time and just making and just putting the time in. I think. Yeah. And I, I think your brain almost, if you do things consistently, mm, it, your brain is almost like working in the background. And then mm, when you sit yeah. down, you, yeah. I would the more you do anything, the better you get at it. And if it's something you like doing and then you see benefits from it, yeah. then I think you just naturally go along with it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Oh, nice. So for people who are looking to lead a more creative or happier life, you know, the tips we've talked about, consistency, do more, do more of what you're inspired to do, make that time start small. I mean, this is just startup advice in general, but have there been any kind of books or podcasts that, or anything that's kind of inspired you to really get going that you can recommend to others to look at? I think if, like we said before, if you're creative, you're creative. And I think you'll have a natural idea of mm. what you're into and what mm. path you might take with it. Mm. If you're someone who's 
like I've got a bit of spare time or I don't want to sit and watch TV or I don't want to, you know, I've got to think of something to do, a hobby, mm. a hobby. I think you, you've got to go through lots of things that might not work. But yeah. I think if it's from a, an art point of view or it's, you know, galleries, um, again, like we're saying, podcasts, it's, it's hard to say to someone who wouldn't have thought of doing something yeah. to do it if they hadn't thought about it before mm. if it's not on their spectrum with it mm. um i think yeah i think if you're creative you will kind of you'll find that you'll have you'll know you'll know there'll be something there just be niche. Going, yeah. going yeah. 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 i don't know that'd be silly i can't possibly yeah but i think yeah i think yeah. people know whether they say even if it's saying just a hobby um you know, it could be yeah evening classes it could be just retraining into something it could just be going back and doing a basic course or like you know mm. um i don't know I'm, I'm definitely a firm believer in you kind of have an idea what you want to do already yeah, yeah. and then you've got to just that little push that little push that you need to do it yourself because no one else will know about it until. Mm. Mm. so you're saying to even find the books podcast gal- you know you, you, you don't even necessarily to search you will have an itch to do it and follow yeah, yeah, I think are an itch to read this, to listen yeah, to something will jump out at you. Yeah. Or you can say on TV and go, you know, if you think like great pottery throw down or bake off or something, you'll just be like, oh, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Like, you can do it, but I don't it's it's hard to if someone's if someone wants to do something, yeah, they're already started. Yes. You know, I really of, believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do something. Yeah. Their chances are their brains already kind of gone, well, got a few options going on. Yeah. I mean, it's about then, then booking that following course, it through going up to that person who you know already does it who you don't really know very well and just go how did you get started on this how did you do that how did you do that mm, I get it all the time at work with people's houses and then it's like how did you get into tiling how did you look so rewarded it's like I accidentally got into it because I needed a job and, and this was what I gravitated towards so obviously this is what is yeah. easiest yeah and, um, and this yeah you know and then Josiah, I know at the start you mentioned you can listen to podcasts for like six, seven, eight hours mm. a day from the nature of your job. Do you have one recommendation? And to be honest, it doesn't even have to be creative. Yeah, just There's one any- killer podcast that you'd recommend Ooh. to people listening. You probably, well, I just, yeah, it's like Adam Buxton podcast is great. Nice, just a good classic go to. Um, um, Art-wise, there's a good one called Art Juice with a couple of artists who are just talking about their process and stuff. Um, Art Juice is a good one. Um, What else is there? Yeah, there's a lot of like like true crime stuff I was listening to, but then that's kind of stopped. But um, just uh, Broken Records is a great one. Rick Rubin, who's a legendary producer. Yeah, has he done a That's a great one. Because then he'll have just absolute heavyweight music industry on there. And doing really love, just really lovely kind of two-hour interviews. Nice. So that's three very good ones. So Adam Buxton, Art Juice, and Broken Record with Rick Rubin. Yeah, there's a bit of everything in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is a bit of everything. That'll keep you going. Right. What can where can listeners find out more about you? And if if you have any exciting projects, kind of releases, now's the time. Announce them. Well, Chris Weeks Art, yeah, so W-E-E-K-E-S um, on Instagram and chrisweeksart.co.uk. Um, 
and not really apart from I've got a few commissions coming up private commissions but mm. apart from that it's um they'll be documented online but mm. um I'm just going to keep painting as soon as I've got a few more done I post them up to my on you know for sale on my website and that's kind of you know that's as current as I can be really with anyone who's interested yeah oh, sounds great this interview has flown by, by. I can't believe it's I know it's time minutes. thank you so much for joining us Chris everybody thank please you very much for having Check him out. Check out his Instagram. Um, it'll ple- it'll be a pleasure for your eyes. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Chris. Take care. So that's the end of that episode. We hope you enjoyed. What did you learn? If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure you do so you get first dibs on all future episodes. Be sure to check out the previous ones too. There's tons of useful nuggets in them. We do the podcast for free in the hope that it is helpful to you. So any support is much appreciated to help us grow it. Tell a friend, your dog, your cat about the podcast. If you enjoyed it or even better, leave us a review. We absolutely love reading them. If you fancy getting a little creative, be sure to check out at MYO London or at Creative Jungle Co on Instagram or just get in touch. Here's to a more colourful, creative and happier rest of your week. You've You've got got this, this, you creative creative legends. legends.